Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash fine. Visit IXL.com slash fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com slash fine. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. The following podcast contains barnyard language and some adult content. So, maybe listen on headphones if you're at work or around small children. Now, here's the show. Hey, Jolenta. Yeah, Kristen. You always say I'm one of the more positive people you know. Uh, yeah, like most positive person I know. You are a disturbing ray of sunshine that is so bright and unrelenting. It's almost unbearable, but it makes your life so good you bear it. <laughs> Hold on. You said Almost there. What if it was really and truly unrelenting? What if my sunshine really was 100% positive? I mean, I think I would need a break from you. <laughs> I need a little time away. Or maybe you'd have to join me. Join me on the journey of positive thinking. Oh, no. I can see I have no choice in this. Oh, no, you do not, Jolenta, because I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jolenta Greenberg. And this is By the Book. Your life is going down the drain You're in so much pain You need some help Ooh, self-help By the book, by the book, by the book By the book, by the book, by the book In each episode of By the Book, we choose a different self-help book to live by, follow it to the letter, and weigh in on whether or not it actually changed our lives. And for this, our sixth season, we're doing it all through the lens of history. In each episode, we'll focus on a different decade and a self-help bestseller that defined that decade. 
reading and living by an original copy rather than an updated version. This means in this and all episodes of this season, there may be some language that sounds a little dated. This season began with the 1930s, and today we're hitting the 1950s with The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale. Norman Vincent Peale was a minister and author originally from a small town in Ohio. He was born in 1898, raised Methodist, and after attending Wesleyan University, he earned a master's in theology from Boston University and a doctorate in divinity from Syracuse University. After graduating, he worked as a pastor for the Marble Collegiate Church for 52 years in New York City. Fun fact, Donald Trump grew up going to this church and he married his first wife, Ivana, there during this time. In addition to ministering, Peel also hosted religious radio and TV shows, started the spiritual publication Guidepost, started the American Foundation of Religion and Psychiatry, and wrote over 40 books. Peel's most popular book is The Power of Positive Thinking. First published in 1952, it landed on the New York Times bestseller list and stayed there for 48 weeks in the number one spot and stayed on the chart for a total of 168 weeks. In the book, Peel lays out how to live a successful life by getting rid of negative thinking and embracing God through what he calls applied Christianity. He explains that our minds control how our bodies feel and how we interpret the world around us. So, when we give ourselves over to the positive energy of the Lord, our lives will become more enjoyable on every level. Here's how you do it. Step one, believe in yourself. Don't envy or try to copy others. Focus on being you. Study and deal with real obstacles, but don't build up imaginary ones in your mind. See a counselor to help you understand the origins of your insecurities, and be thankful for all you have. Step two, change your mental attitudes. Speak only positively about everything in your life for a full week to get into the habit. When negative thoughts enter your mind, voice a positive thought to cancel them out. Expect the best of life and those around you. Don't presume things will turn out badly. Don't participate in worry-centric conversation. And say to yourself, worry is just a very bad habit. Step three, have a peaceful mind. Practice the art of silence no less than 15 minutes each day by sitting in a quiet place and putting your mind in neutral. Say, my toes are relaxed, my fingers are relaxed, my facial muscles are relaxed, and so on. Picture peaceful images like the placid surface of a lake. Repeat a series of words like serenity, tranquility, and quietness. Step four, pray. Set a few minutes aside every day to pray. Do not always use prayers to ask for things. Spend most of your prayers giving thanks. Pray for people you do not like. Never use negative thoughts in prayer. And pray anywhere and everywhere, including the subway, at your desk, wherever. Step five, create your own happiness. Enjoy your social life, work life, church life, and home life. Have a child's heart and see beauty in the commonplace. Make more time for your most positive friends and give your newfound positive energy to your more negative friends. Throughout each day, say, things are going nicely. Life is good. I choose happiness. Step six, fight irritation, anger, and hate. When you feel anger surging, whisper, as it's hard to argue in a whisper. Ask yourself if your anger is worth the bad feelings that come with it or the friends you might hurt or lose. Picture Jesus in your same situation. Would he be acting irrationally and angrily? And when an anger-inducing situation arises again, Get it straightened out as quickly as possible before anger can take over. Step 7. Overcome personal obstacles. 
Believe that for every problem, there is a solution. Assemble all the facts judiciously. Keep calm and allow answers to present themselves rather than force them. Trust in the faculty of insight and intuition. Think clearly and specifically about what you want and put your heart into it. Trust that God will give you counsel and don't believe in defeat. Step eight, heal your heartache. Give way to grief rather than bottling it up. Cry. Trust in God. Get back to your regular tasks. Seek the company of friends. Get the blood flowing by walking, swimming, riding, or playing. Fill your days with creative activity. That's what the book says, and so that's what we did for two weeks straight. So, Kristen, since you're my positivity bully, I'm (laughs) bullying you into going first. Tell us about your first week of living by the power of positive thinking. Oh, what a powerful introduction. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Well, I started with step one. Believe in yourself. Yes. And for me, the step presented itself quite naturally because initially— I didn't believe I could live by this book. Oh, interesting. What do you mean by that? Well, as you know, Jolenta, every single page of this book has at least one Bible verse, maybe up to 20 Bible verses that were advised to read in order to enhance our experience with Mm -hmm, the advice. mm -hmm. Or just like the mention of God or Jesus or going to church or praying on every page, every like two lines. Yes. And as I've mentioned before on this show, including in the most recent episode on being a real person, I'm not a church person at this point in my life, despite being raised that way in my younger years. Yeah, I hear you. And yeah, there was a lot of Bible in this book. For a minute, I was like, are we reading the Bible? (laughs) So yeah, I wasn't even sure if I could live by this book without feeling like a hypocrite. Mm -hmm. But then this happened. So, after many chapters and what appear to be thousands and thousands and thousands of Bible verses in this book, some of them ones I used to memorize in Bible school, um, I hit page 73, where the author quotes Tolstoy, who said, where love is, God is. And this gave me an idea of how I can believe in myself through this book and not feel like a hypocrite while I'm reading it, which is... Every time from now on in the book when the word God is presented, in my mind, I'm going to use the word love instead. And love is something I can believe in. And um, if I believe in that, then I think I can believe in myself to actually follow this book and not feel like I'm just living a lie or that I'm being sacrilegious or, you know, any of those things. Love this. Shout out to your boy Tolstoy. (laughs) I love it. You believe in love. That helps you believe in yourself and not feel like a total fraud. (laughs) Um, So what did you do next? I moved on to step two. Ah, good old Kristen doing them in order. Gonna change your mental attitude. (laughs) Step two style. Yes. And I do have to say I thought this would be easy because everything that was on my calendar um, during this time. Mm -hmm. Specifically, I was invited to give the keynote at UT Austin's National Young Women's Day of Action Luncheon. Ooh, love that. Yeah, and I was super excited about it. And even better, Dean and I decided to add some extra days to the trip so that we could celebrate our anniversary a few days early. (laughs) 
and give me my very first little vacation of the year. Uh, side note, in our last full-length episode on being a real person, we learned Kristen hasn't taken a vacation since she gone freelance a year ago. <laughs> so I'm yes. very glad you're taking a little break. Thank you. And that is a lot to be positive about. You'd think so, but then we got to JFK Airport and the whole positivity plan <laughs> for the week got a lot tougher. Listen. All right, I just finally made it through airport security. Um, yeah, Dean is already at the gate because uh, he is TSA pre-check and I am not. And apparently the skirt that I'm wearing has a very prominent zipper. And in addition to going through the metal detector a few times, I had to be patted down by Officer Simpson with a witness. Um, padded and padded and padded all through the groin area, under my arms, my tickly parts, all the things. And... I'm just going to think positively about this because, you know what, Officer Simpson was very jovial. She was very sweet. I would say she even had kind of a almost massaging touch, um, and I don't mean that in a gross way. It's just like, oh, this isn't so bad. That You know, this isn't... This doesn't feel uh, intrusive so much as like, oh, she's patting my hands, and then she, you know, patted down my back, and it was like, oh, you know, I think I've paid money to have people do that before, so... I'm just just thinking positively about it all. And at least if I have to be detained for 10 minutes while Dean's wondering where the hell I am, at least it was a pleasant experience with Officer Simpson. I mean, I love that you're putting a positive spin on one of the most horribly irritating places <laughs> on Earth. Thank you. But Thank I you. maybe I'm a jaded bitch, but I just feel like even though that wasn't a horrible experience or like insanely degrading or, you know, time consuming, <laughs> like I feel like one should be allowed to be annoyed. No, no, no. I was trying to be positive. I know, Remember, I know. Trying to be positive. Right. Uh, what did you do after your positive pat down? <laughs> I embarked on step eight. And that is heal your heartache. Exactly. And uh, boy, did I have a chance to do that because as soon as Dean and I landed in Austin and then got to our hotel room, mm -hmm. I was unpacking and I realized something was missing from my luggage and my handbag. Fuck. Fuck. Fuck, okay, fuck, huh? fuck. You okay? I can't, I can't find my license on me right now. What, what license? My driver's license. And I don't know if I left it on the plane. I don't know if I dropped it. But and now I'm wondering how am I going to get back on the plane when we have to go back to New York? Um, I guess we can just rent a car and drive. <laughs> but not you, because you don't have your license. <laughs> Um, I, I don't know, hon. we got to work out, I mean, maybe we can go to the airport. Should we go back to the airport now? Should we go early tomorrow? Like, I mean, we can work it out. I mean, we can look, look up what to do when you lose your license and need to fly. I mean, we, we're going to work this out, honey. Everything will be fine. I don't know. What if I can't get back on the plane? Um, we'll probably just get divorced. <laughs> honey, don't be ridiculous. Of course you'll get on the plane. I'm sure that the TSA has a procedure for this. No, 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 yeah. you lost your driver's license. Yeah. No, yeah. this is also very much reminding me of our Marie Kondo app from season one where you lost your passport. Well, I thought I threw it out because we threw away everything yeah, in that. Yeah, book, yeah, yeah. Anywho, as you can hear, I did as step eight instructed. I expressed my grief. I mm -hmm. didn't bottle it up. I was swearing. Yeah. And then Dean, of course, said all the right, logical, funny, calming things. So, right. yeah. So I feel I did step eight like a champ. Yeah. You could have spent that whole trip 
freaking out, but I'm I'm assuming letting it out and freaking out right then fully helped. It did help. And then I was ready to do some more logical things. Yes. I called the airport to find out what to do. And they assured me I'd be fine if I just showed up an hour early for my return flight. Yes. And afterward, I said to myself the words of step three. I said, serenity, tranquility, and quietness. And I trusted that things would work themselves out. I love it. You hit up having a peaceful mind on top of it. And uh, how did you end your first week? You hit up any more steps? Well, Dean and I got out there and started creating our own happiness. Oh, all the way over to number five. Yes, yes. And for this, Dean and I just tried to enjoy all Austin had to offer. We tried not to focus on my missing driver's license. Mm -hmm. We tried not to focus on the fact that Austin had just been hit with a record low Arctic freeze. It was oh, it was 20 unsettling. degrees Fahrenheit when we were there. Isn't it never supposed to be that cold there? I had no idea Texas got cold. I thought Texas was warm. <laughs> Dean and I were in shock, but we bundled up, we went out, and we really did our best to make our own happiness in the days before my keynote. Um, so we went to the Museum of Contemporary Nice. Did you we, eat? Really we ate good all the tacos, yes, taco good, trucks, good, taco good. restaurants. We ate it all. We had cocktails. We frozen drinks? Oh, yes. Frozen drinks, secondhand shopping. We even did this thing that everybody, just a quick aside if you're visiting Austin, mm -hmm. see the bats underneath the Congress Street Bridge? There are two million bats. No, and they're they, so cute. And they all come out at night to eat the mosquitoes. They're oh really sweet and furry. Cute. So we did that also. So, yeah, that's how we ended our first week making our own happiness despite... Some frustration. Some rocky starts. Yeah. I like that. I'm impressed. Thank you. But enough about me. I want to hear about how your first week went following the power of positive thinking. Well, you better buckle up because I did no steps in order. <laughs> I didn't even start with one like you did. I was all over the oh, map. Well, trust me, I'm going to jump around a little bit more. And Good. besides that, you know, I never expect you to, Joe. I know. Joe. I know. You, it's you a rare day I go in go. order. You have it's your own drift. path you go. Yeah. Um, I started with step four, which is pray, because this book involves so much faith and prayer and God in every step. And I'm yeah. not a prayer like we talked about in On Being a Real Person episode with the God stuff. I, like you, don't have a lot of it in my life. And unlike you, wasn't raised with much of it in my life at all. So I don't really have any habits in place. So then what did you do? Uh, Nothing. What? Oh, wait, no. I thought you meant before. <laughs> like, no, how did I no. pray? No. I did the next best thing to praying, which was uh, I turned to an angelic text, Kristen, my copy of Angels in America by Tony Kushner. Which, you know, by the way, is play? so good. It is, yeah. it is really good. And it focuses on a time in America during the AIDS crisis. And it really is about all the things that hurt us and also put us on a higher plane. It's a, yeah, it's this two-part play series. Uh, the subtitle is A Gay Fantasia on National Themes. Mm -hmm. It's also an HBO miniseries that's pretty great. And it's it's just this magical, epic work that really shaped my artistic aesthetic in high school and college. And there is a monologue from uh, the end of the second play that is very much like a prayer to me. So here I am reading that. Souls were rising from the earth far below. Souls of the dead, of people who had perished from famine, from war, from the plague. And they floated up like skydivers in reverse. Limbs all akimbo, wheeling and spinning. And the souls of these departed joined hands, clasped ankles, and formed a web. A great net of souls. And the souls were three atom oxygen molecules of the stuff of ozone. 
and the outer rim absorbed them and was repaired. Nothing's lost forever. In this world, there is a kind of painful progress, longing for what we have left behind and dreaming ahead. At least I think that's so. Oh, I love that. I love Angels in America. I love the sound of you reading from Angels in America. Yeah, that totally works for me for Jolenta-style praying. I I will give you a pass on that. And I feel like I sort of tried to do what you do and be like, oh, right, wherever it says prayer or God or whatever, I can be like, it's creativity or love or the universe, whatever I'm sort of like vibing with that day. Yes. And then what did you do after that? So after that, I went back to step one because I was like, I'll try to go back to the beginning now that I figured out what praying is for me. Yeah, that is believe in yourself. Yes. And so I did something that I thought would be a little mundane but ended up having like kind of a nice impact. Long story short, I'm on antibiotics right now for a skin thing happening on my face, and it's embarrassing, and I'm not supposed to drink while I'm on these meds. It's been a long time on these meds, and I've been ignoring this not-supposed-to-drink fact for a while because I'm kind of ashamed. I don't want to answer the question of, like, why are you not drinking by being like, don't worry, not pregnant, because everyone thinks you're pregnant when you're in your (laughs) mid-30s and just been married for a while. Being not pregnant, just taking antibiotics for, like, my crazy face rash, like, (laughs) And then I feel horrible because I don't say that and I drink anyway and I'm not supposed to and it's gross. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to try just being okay with not drinking. So when a friend invited me out to drinks during week one, I was like, hey, wait, let's take stock of what obstacles are real or not. Not drinking because you're taking care of yourself is probably an imagined obstacle that no one gives a shit about. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I was like, I'm going to go to these drinks with this mindset, went into the bar, Ordered a seltzer. No one batted an eye. I didn't get charged for the seltzer, which at this bar they do charge sometimes. Oh, that's most bars in Brooklyn. Yeah, but I was like a nice positive attitude. I was like, yeah, when he put a lime in it. Yeah. And I think it made him like chuckle. And he was like, I got this. It's fine. Went and sat with my friend. She didn't say a word about the clear drink I had. And we had a nice night. Yeah. You know what? The fact of the matter is most people don't care whether or not you're drinking. Mm-hmm. The only people that really care probably have other issues. Yeah. I'd be like, also, who's judging me being like, ah, you're not drinking on this Tuesday night and you're on medicine? Like, pussy. <laughs> like, what? That's crazy. Why am I worried about this? <laughs> Nothing to worry about, clearly. Yes. So what did you do after that? After that, I wanted to do step three because... I used it as an excuse to make a vision board. All right. This is have a peaceful mind. So how did you use vision boarding to have a peaceful mind? Well, so the book says you have to be quiet for 15 minutes a day and you can like say calming things or visualize calming things. And I was like, well, I visualize when you can make a vision board. You love a vision board. So I whipped up just like a quick Pinterest board of like positive images and sayings and Uh, Starting about like halfway through week one, I started having 15 minutes of quiet every morning where I just like hold the dog in my lap and like scroll through (laughs) my calming images. That sounds nice. It was nice. Any excuse to hold Frank and Mm -hmm. look at pretty pictures, that sounds nice. Yeah, it was very chill and it was nowhere near as painful as meditation like we've tried, although I'm sure meditation fans are going to write in and be like, (laughs) you were just meditating. (laughs) You just didn't call that. And I'm like, I'm sure that's true. But for some reason, calling it meditation turns me off. (laughs) Anyway, it was a delight. Good. And then what did you do after that? 
So after that, I wanted to work on step seven. Yeah, that one is about overcoming personal obstacles. Right. And so this one made me the most nervous. Personal obstacles are basically like my brand. They're my persona. And I was like, I must deal with this in week one to like rip this Band-Aid off and like tackle like the issue of my persona. So hold on. What do you mean (laughs) by obstacles? Which obstacles did you want to rip the Band-Aid off of? Everyone's favorite obstacle, my dad. You're a strange dad. Dad, Yay! Your dad that you're Who having knew? challenging times with. Yes, yeah. yes. And while I know this isn't my fault or necessarily his, there could be some illness at play. Like it, it hurts, and it's an obstacle. Like when the guy who used to be in charge of your reality uh, says you're being selfish or irrational or or like you're the problem. Like it's really hard for me to know my worth and overcome like being told it's my fault or I'm the problem. When my dad's telling me it's the case. Yeah. The world builder has essentially now just told you yeah. a lot of things about your world that may or may not yeah, and be like, reliable. Uh, yeah. And it's like, I don't know what to believe anymore. So um, I just decided to talk about this obstacle with my husband, Brad. And I was going to try and make a game plan for being okay with my dad cutting me out and, and not seeing it as like, this obstacle to me being a, like, whole person or a worthy person or whatever. I just wish I could force the moment like my grandma had when we all finally came to terms with the fact that this woman that's been insane for 20 years is actually, like, having problems because she didn't put her car in park and it, like, dragged her and hit a truck and shit. But it's like, it's like, how how is him stealing half the money from my mom and then starting a secret relationship with a, like, documented con person, not that moment, to the other people in his life except me. And why can't I make them see it? Yeah, you want to create a come-to-Jesus moment. And it's like, there's been so many bottoms, but no one cares about him enough except for me and mom, but he's written us off. And, like, his siblings don't know him well enough. Everyone's fine. I can't, I know I can't control it. But I fantasize all the time about, like, creating the bottom moment that actually makes people see what I see. I think, like you said, you can't control it. I just feel... I just feel like either way is shitty. Like, do I torture myself because I can't fix it? Or do, like, I torture myself because, like, the world is a place where a man can lose his mind and abandon his family and, like, no one bats an eye and thinks, like, this is par for the course for his behavior and it's not. Well, maybe you have to find a third option that doesn't involve torturing yourself. I don't know those options. I want to say, Brad, I was about to jump in right there and say the same thing. (laughs) Like, this is not a two-choice situation. Most things in this world do not come down to two choices and with both the choices being torture. Yeah, with both being like, you're a piece of shit and your life's awful. Yeah. So, I mean, after getting all of that out of your system and talking Mm -hmm. with Brad about it, did things get better after that? Yeah, letting that out and just sort of hearing Brad's take was helpful, but I go more in depth about if things get better or not in week two. And this is the end of my week one. And we're going to take a break right now. 
Yes. But before we do, have you lived by the power of positive thinking? Did it work for you? Share your story at facebook.com slash groups slash btbpod or at Kristen and Jolenta at gmail.com. You can also leave us a voicemail at 302-49-BOOKS. That's 302-492-6657. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Okay, Kristen, we talked about your first week of living by the power of Kristen. I mean, positive thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How was your second week living by the book? Well, it started off great. I was still in Austin at the top of week two and all ready to give my talk at the University of Texas. How did that go? It was so Good. Yay. Everyone at UT was so nice. I mean, seriously, everybody in America, go to the University of Texas at Austin. You will be blown away by just the kindness and the warmth Mm -hmm. of everyone there and the dedication to making the world better. It was just astounding and inspiring. And I was so grateful to everyone there for inviting me and to everyone who attended my talk. And so what I did afterwards is I stayed and I thanked them all individually, which I like to think also doubled as step four. Uh, And that is praying. Okay. Thanking people as praying. Please elaborate. So you may recall that the meat of the praying step, step four, is about gratitude. Right. It's more about like taking stock of your life and being like, oh, wow, this is awesome and that's awesome and thank you. Yes, yes. And for me, that meant telling people face-to-face that I appreciated them because I decided I'd rather do that than just quietly be on my knees in a room by myself mm-hmm. later on. I no, just, it makes sense. You yeah. have an opportunity to do it face-to-face. Take stock of your gratitude with each individual you're grateful for. Yeah. I love it. And I just, to me, that really just filled my heart so much. So and I think it was doing the same thing. It's a very way to pray, like fucking making the rounds and socializing <laughs> at a semi-work event, being like, I'm grateful. Yes. I love it. Which is pretty much what I did. I went to everybody in the room and I told them how grateful I was for them. Amazing. What did you do next? I moved on to step seven. 
overcome personal obstacles. My favorite step. What do you cry about? <laughs> well, for me, that meant trying to get back on a plane to Ooh. New York without my driver's so license. So your obstacle is like much more... <laughs> In the real world and not, like, a mental block. Oh, it's like... It's like my obstacles, I do not physically have my ID. How do I get home? Exactly. I love it. Exactly. And, you know, reminder, in week one, the airport told me to just show up an hour early. Um, so that's what Dean oh, yeah, and I did. Because that would make me feel very assured. <laughs> but that's what we did. And when we got there, we talked to the staff at the airline who said I should be able to fly with my New York City ID even though they had never heard of such a thing. Wait, also, um, why do you have a New York City ID and a driver's license? Don't you remember they told everyone to get a New York City ID two years ago because it gave you discounts so you could go to, like, all the museums for free and stuff? No. Anywho, so I presented that. No one there had ever heard of it, but they said, just go to the TSA desk. They should be fine with it. Mm -hmm. And I went to the TSA desk, and it took them a long time. They made lots of phone calls. Oh, they sure. consulted with lots of other people. They had this giant book that they paged through. Of, like, through. approved yes, other yes. forms. Yes. Yes, but after all was said and done, they said, even though we've never heard of this so-called New York City ID, we will let you onto the plane. Yay! You <laughs> overcame your obstacle! Hey! I did! I, I love did. it. I did, yes. You believe that for every problem there was a solution and... Dag nabbit, there was. Yes. I'm yes, impressed. Yes. What'd you do next? I did good old step six. I love it. You fought irritation, anger, and hate after you got back in a city full of irritation, anger, and hate. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, is there anywhere full of more irritation, anger, and hate in New York than the New York Department of Motor Vehicles? Oh, no. Run away. <laughs> Run away. You can't be positive there. Oh, it's tough to, but listen, I did try. All right, so I've now been at the DMV for a half hour, and my number was about to be called, and then one of the staff members I talked with exchanged my number, which was about to be called, for another number that is 79 numbers later. On the positive side of things, I suppose, I have no meetings today. So at least I can, you know, not worry about missing any meetings. I'm trying to think of other positive things here. I have access to the Internet, so I can surf the Internet. Um, I can listen to podcasts. Yeah, that's about it. I'm sure there's going to be something else positive if I think hard enough. I just can't think of it now. I mean, that sounds like a nightmare, but I do have to say you're keeping your voice at like a nice, really low volume, <laughs> almost like a whisper, like an intentionally sort of calm, metered pace. Like, I, I feel like I can see you really working overtime to like fight the irritation. Yeah, trying to speak in that soft voice the book recommends. Um, so how did it go? Well, I sat there for another half hour, and then I got to thinking about all the nice security people I'd encountered during the prior days, like mm. in Austin and so on. At the TSA and Yeah, such. and I decided, I'm going to ask a security guard for advice. And when I did, I actually got the best intel. They told me to come back right before they closed. Mm. And sure enough, when I did, the line was short. It moved fast. Everyone was in a good mood. And every time someone got called to a window, the rest of us would cheer like, yay, you're nuts. No. I'm not kidding. I'm 
This only happens when Kristen goes to the DMV, (laughs) by the way. It was a total joy. It was a party at the DMV, and I was in and out of there in just 25 minutes, and my replacement driver's license should be arriving this week. Yay! I cannot believe this. Of course. Of course. Of course you just end up having a fucking party at the DMV. Yes. It was a great end to my second week of living by the power of positive thinking, I must say. It really was a joy. That's nice. But enough about me. Let's hear Jolenta about that big cliffhanger. Yeah, let's Um, crush that joy. Yeah. You left us at the end of week one talking about dealing with what are real obstacles, not real obstacles. How do you overcome them? Your idea that you should just torture yourself no matter what. Yeah. So what did you do in week two? So I tried to start week two with a happier step. So I did step five. Ah, that's creating your own happiness. Yes. And for this step, while I was reading the book, I noticed some advice that was basically the same advice my therapist had given me a while ago, which is to make a list of, like, true happy things that you can easily reference when you feel shitty or flustered or overwhelmed. Ooh, nice. So I finally took that advice. Turns out I have to get advice twice to do it. (laughs) Um, And I started a list in my phone. And to be honest, it's helping. I like looking at it and adding to it on the train. I'll scroll through it when I feel like I'm spiraling. Okay, I need to know some of the things on this list. I mean, some things are like, super affirmation-y, like, I'm a vivacious queen. Like, that's true and happy. Other things are like, I love the smell of my dog's popcorn feet. Like, also true and happy. Um, I'm even thinking of opening up my list to contributions. So, like, if you ever think of something you need to text me that's true and happy, whether it's, like, squirrel fart smelling bubble gum or, like, (laughs) you're not as bad of a speller as you think, even though I am as bad of a speller as I think. You know, like, I'm open. I'm open to it now because I like my list. Love it. Oh, that sounds like it was really working. Yeah. I liked that. Uh, And after I did that, I was like, I'm going to hit up step two. I'm kind of on a, like, positivity roll. Yeah, that is change your mental attitude. Yeah. So for this step, I really like the book's advice about swapping out positive thoughts for negative ones because I tend to hang out with the negative ones. Mm. So I tried to do this a lot in little ways throughout week two. You know, if the dog startled me, I wouldn't be like, ah, shit. I'd be like, Oh, my goodness, you're so silly, you know? (laughs) And uh, here's an audio diary of one of my favorite times I did this. I'm on my way to a recording for We Love You and So Can You. And I was on a train that decided to shut down early, so now I have to walk part of my commute, and I'm probably going to be a little late. And I was just texting Kristen and our producer, Lindsay, and I had written... Trains fucking hate me. This train shut down with me in it. Walking a bit might be a smidge late. But I was like, no, positivity, okay? So I deleted the first part and changed it to, trains clearly want me to enjoy this nice day. This one shut down, so I'm walking a bit. Might be a smidge late. Just giving you a heads up. And it was more positive. So hopefully that's nice. I guess it's nice. Not adding negativity to the situation. 
Oh, I have to say, Jolanta, I remember that day vividly, and you came into the office so sunshiny that Shut day. Up. You really had a spring in your I hope it was one of my better I'm running late text moments. Yeah, you know? and when you arrived, you didn't seem as flustered as you normally are when you're late. Normally when you're late, there's a lot of like, ah, uh, no, no. and this time you just kind of came in calmly and happily. Oh, it was nice. Thanks, yeah, thanks. it was really good. Um, so after that, I focused on, you know, the simple task of healing my heartache. Oh, such a simple task. Right. Oh, gosh. Yeah. How did you do that? So I've just been thinking a lot about, like, how we can't rewrite the past and we can't make someone talk to us who doesn't want to and we can't control the future. But we can look forward to the future and we can embrace the people who do want to talk to us. Mm-hmm. So to help sort of push me in that direction, I decided to get a little creative. Here I am. Here I am showing Brad my plan. Ready? Look at what I got. What is that? Is that for stitching? And I'm going to make presents for all the cousins that have babies. (gasps) That's so nice of you. And that way I can do the thing I like because I sort of dropped this hobby and I've been missing it and I've been doing it on and off like forever. This would be a cool reason to do it. And this is a good way to do it while all of our friends and like relatives are starting to have babies. Oh, that's so nice. Like I can make one for Dana. We can make one for the baby Chelsea had for (gasps) Sammy and Austin's baby. So cute. Great. So good. So cool. Really nice idea, sweetie. Thank you. I love that plan. Was that a Dean Christie clip? No, it is a good plan. And one thing that really struck me about it is not only is it allowing you to focus on the people that matter, but it's kind of bringing you back full circle to Angels in America where you were talking about actually the transcendence that comes with artistry and creativity and that kind of beauty. And you're playing it out right there with a craft that you love. And it helps, like, yeah, just sort of something to keep you in the moment, keep you focused on, like, the positive things in your life and the future. Yeah, all that, too. All of the above. So watch out, babies. You're getting some embroidery. (laughs) All right. So I think you only have one step left, but maybe not. Am I miscounting? No, I have one left, and it was step number six. That would be fighting anger, irritation, and hate. And how did that go? So this step came up kind of naturally at the end of my week, too. Um, I had a crazy dream about my dad. I don't exactly remember what happened. Plus, no one wants to hear about dreams. But I woke up basically furious. Mm. And I was just angry and kind of hateful. And I just felt like I needed to, like, do something about it. Mm -hmm. And And how did you manage all that anger? So I really wanted to reach out to my dad Mm -hmm. and give him a piece of my mind about being, you know, an immature dick so I wrote him an email, and it wasn't mean or anything, but it was like, hey, can you unblock me? Uh, and I had my finger hovering over the send button, but I was like, oh, shit, this book says try stillness when you're being driven by rage. <laughs> so I took a breath, and I sat still for maybe 30 seconds, and then Brad walked into the room, and I was like, oh, instead of stillness, I'm just going to talk to Brad about this. So I've been toying with the idea of just emailing, like, my dad and his siblings and being like, hey, it's been almost three months since you blocked me. Love to be able to get in contact in case of emergency. Like, this is unnecessary. I won't contact you otherwise. But then also, like, yeah, I could, but it's sort of pointless and I don't want to invite any bullshit. Mm -hmm. So... Like, you I can't. feel like you have to? Do you no, I don't know. I just, like, I kind of want to. 
But I also know, like, I can't make any of these people do anything. But it would just be to... It's like, what, to just, just get rejected to again? To, like, it would just be yeah. to, like, try to nudge something that you can't quite control. Yeah, so I think I'm going to not do it. But I just want to talk it out. Thank you. You decided not to? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to delete the draft. Ooh. And, and did you feel better about your anger after that? I did. Oh, I good. Felt nice. I, like, ranted on the page. I, like, sat still slash talked things out in a nice, like, open way. And I, like, worked through that initial, like, spurt of rage I woke up with and was like, I can live my life. I don't want to, like, poke the bear. I'm just going to keep on and, like, try to look on the bright side and avoid trying to control things I can't. Mm, Wow. That sounds like really intense end to week two. It was. It was. It wasn't a horrible place to end, but it wasn't, like, the happiest, most positive place to end. No, it's, like, a lot of different feelings. Yeah, I'm full of them. (laughs) Um, I mean, I feel like we're about to talk about verdicts, so we should take a quick break. But first, have you lived by the power of positive thinking? Did it work for you? Share your story at facebook.com slash groups slash Pod or at kristenangelenta at gmail.com. And of course, you can always leave us a voicemail. We love your beautiful voices. 302-49-BOOKS. That's 302-492-6657. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. All right, Kristen. It is time to get down to business. Did the power of positive thinking change your life? Did it work? Did it make your life better? Are you more powerful now that you are more positive? (laughs) She just waved at me to get me to stop ranting so she could give me her answer. What's the verdict? (laughs) Well, first of all, this book certainly has its problems. The biggest being that since it's about applied Christianity, it will be hard for roughly 75% of the world's population to practice this. That just don't identify with that Christian vibe. Or or who never grew up Christian, who have fallen out of the church, who whatever it is. Um, You know, it was hard enough for me to get into, and I'm somebody who went to church growing Mm -hmm, up. Also, it's filled with chauvinism. And and I know it's like a white male minister from the 1950s who wrote this book, but yeah, it still got on my nerves. Yeah, women have value outside of like wanting to get married. Yes, and on top of all that, it's just so repetitive. I mean, to distill all of these steps down, Jolenta, was... 
It was a slog because it's so repetitive. It's like, is this chapter 17 exactly the same as chapter 2? It was another one of those about, like, how are these steps different type feeling. Yeah, yeah. Um, All that being said, though, once we were able to, you know, distill all of the Mm -hmm. advice and get it down to eight steps— I have to say it was pretty fun. Um, mm. I enjoyed focusing on gratitude and being positive and making my own happiness and trusting that the best would happen, especially with all those frustrations I was facing with, like, the DMV, the TSA, right. airline bureaucracy, all of that nonsense. Um, just being able to go in with a framework of, like, I'm going to, in every one of these situations, mm-hmm. try to be as positive as I can. Right. I thought that was really, really helpful. But... I also want to acknowledge, because I'm sure you will probably bring this up anyway, Jolenta, that I more or less live like this most of the time anyway. And so while the book helped me get through some challenges, maybe I would have done all those things the book said anyway, even without the book. I disagree. I think you were strategic and like a problem faced itself and you're like, which one of these steps can I apply to it? And instead of just sort of blasting something with happiness or positivity, you like strategically planned out what kind of positivity to attack things with. And that's new for you. And I like that. Mm. Well, I like that you think that. But here's what I think. Mm -mm. Long story short, I give this book a positive verdict if you're a practicing Christian only. Nice. But for everyone else, I would just recommend instead trying to live with the gratitude and joy of books we've lived by that are more secular. Makes sense. What about you, Jolenta? Uh, This is a hard one for me. Reading it took a lot of work. There is so much God, so much of the time, as we've discussed. I mean, in this book, we have, like, doctors prescribing prayers, like, priests telling women to smile to be lovable. Like, God and Christianity are heavily, heavily pushed on the reader as the sort of true solution to happiness or as, like, the one positive force in the universe. But if you can substitute all of these references with whatever you believe in— This book does make some sense. I got to say, like, doing the steps help me stay positive and focus on things I can actually control and not torturing myself about things that I've tried to control or let sort of loom large in my mind. Like, it clearly helped. Like, I'm doing better these two weeks than I was before the two weeks. So, do I recommend a book that requires a ton of mental gymnastics to benefit from? I don't know. Um, It's better than The Secret, (laughs) which to me is the most similar book we've read uh, and lived by. The claims, I think, are less grandiose than The Secret. There are fewer sort of fake specialists quoted and more Mm. people I've, like, heard of quoted. And the book stays on the positive side and is like, you can— you can. Try to see things in a better way and and try to live your life in a way that doesn't impact you as negatively. But it's not like, and the negative stuff is your fucking fault because you put that into the universe too. I guess this is a long way of saying I begrudgingly recommend this book. Mm. So I think we're in the same boat on this one. Yeah, it's like getting a, an old-timey sexist cartoon lecture that happens to have like a lot of solid pointers. <laughs> And, like, is reminiscent of The Secret. How's that? (laughs) Uh, I think that's pretty spot on. Great. We end there. And that's it for this episode of By the Book. 
Huge thanks to our fabulous production team at Stitcher, all of whom have power and positivity. Nora Ritchie, Andy Kristen's daughter, Nate Wida, who composed our theme song, and the Rizzos, who perform it. And, of course, Chris Bannon, who is our chief content officer, and Daisy Rosario, our executive producer. We've told you before, and we're going to tell you again, stay in touch. Let us know if you have read The Power of Positive Thinking, if you've lived by it, if you hate it, if you're powerful because of your negative thinking. Send us all your thoughts at kristinangelenta at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at ByTheBookPod, at Kristen Meinzer, or at Jalenta G. Also, please rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts or in Stitcher. It helps other people find the show. And if you haven't already, tell a friend about the show. Tell a negative person about the show. Tell a positive person about the show. Use your power to share the word about our show. Until next time, I'm Jolanta Greenberg. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. Thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye. If you haven't flown sun country, you don't have relatives in Minneapolis. <laughs> <laughs> Good old sun country. Uh, Brad's always like, no, sun country again. I'm like, Brad, it's always the cheapest. Stitcher. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30.